Hey, fabulous listener. If you want to become a powerful and profitable trauma-informed coach, my business partner, Kushla, and I have a special free five-day training starting next Monday, April 29th. To join us, you can simply message me the word powerful at Erin Anderson Trauma Coach on Instagram or on Facebook, you can find me at Erin Anderson Betrayal Trauma Coaching and we'll send you the details so you can join us. We're going to be sharing some special training on our body, mind, energy approach to help clients have faster shifts and healing and how we make a consistent five figures each month as trauma-informed coaches. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know may like, make sure you come join us for this five-day challenge. We're going to be sharing more in there than most paid programs. Hey, everyone. It's Erin Anderson with the Erin Anderson Betrayal Trauma Coaching. I am super excited that you have tuned in today. Let's keep talking about how to heal from betrayal trauma. Welcome to the other side of the struggle. This is a podcast where we talk about trauma, how to heal it, and then how to take it and use it to unlock your mission and your potential and to use it to live your very best dream life. When you're dealing with betrayal trauma, it can be hard to know how to heal it, how to stop the pain, and to know what your next steps are to take in your own life. And these are the questions that we try to answer here. Trauma has the ability to rob us of our joy and identity, which is why it's so miserable to experience. But with the right tools and with the right mindset, we can totally reclaim that joy and even use this trauma to strengthen ourselves so that way trauma does not knock us off of our joy again. Living your dream life should be a non-negotiable. But trauma tends to try to negotiate that with you. And even though trauma is not something that we will completely ever be free of in our life, the pain is negotiable. This is why I created Erin Anderson Betrayal Trauma Coaching and this podcast is because I want my listeners, I want my clients to live, truly live free from the prison that trauma can put you in. I want you to live on the other side of the struggle. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Other Side of the Struggle. Guys, I have with you somebody that I've been actually following for a little while. She might not know that, to be honest. I didn't know that. (laughs) But I have. I've watched her on Facebook, and I have seen, like, like her grow. And 
we've been talking just a little bit uh, previous to starting this podcast, and she's been telling me a little bit about her story. And I can't tell you how excited I am to have her on the podcast today. We have with us Kelly K. Walker. Do I have that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I, I have. I have a couple of different Kellys that I. <laughs> I know. You got the right name. <laughs> I got the right name. <sighs> but I have been following you. I promise. I promise. But guys. I love her energy. This is the thing that I I can tell you about Kelly. As I've watched her and I'm getting to know her um, as we've been doing this Rejuvenate You and planning this together and we're going to be speaking there together. I've watched Kelly. I love her energy. And I think you guys are going to love her just as much as I do. And especially as we talk about changing our focus. And now this can be like one of the hardest things for women to do when or anyone to do when you've been in depression and betrayal and you're focusing so much on the hurt Mm -hmm. it's almost kind of like it eventually becomes kind of precious to you and so when you finally let that go and you start to shift your focus sometimes that can be really offensive you know (laughs) in a way it really can I you know like I remember the first time somebody told me for things to change I must change for things to get better, I must get better. Yeah. I was in an event kind of similar to you. I wanted to huck a tomato at his face. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Like, you don't know me, right? But right. he was right. <laughs> he was right. But I'm going to st- just kind of take a step back for a little bit. I'm going to let Kelly share her story with you guys, kind of a little bit about what she was telling me um, and where she was at to where she's at now. So uh, I'm really excited to have her, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about your story, Kelly. All right. Well, when I was pregnant, I'll start there. This was, uh, 2005, I got pregnant. I had a really hard pregnancy and we had been trying to get pregnant for years. So he, he was our miracle baby. Right. And I had a lot of problems. I had panic attacks constantly because uh, I couldn't breathe because he was growing into my lung space. I know that. Right. (laughs) And you, you can't really take any of the psychic psychotic drugs or whatever. (laughs) I wasn't psychotic. I felt psychotic though sometimes because I was in constant state of panic. It was a horrible pregnancy, right? So as soon as he's born, they put me on this cocktail of of antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. And they said, don't worry, it'll only be a month or two and then we'll take you off and you'll be fine. Well, a month or two, we tried to go off of them. The panic attacks were terrible. My husband was scared of me. And he said, please go back on them. And so I went back on them. And for 12 years, I stayed on these drugs I was supposed to be on for two months. The problem with antidepressants is that it turns you numb. It doesn't really solve anything. It just makes it so you don't care about anything anymore. And I was at the point where I was just totally checked out of life. I was addicted to escape. That's how, that's how I like to describe it. I played video games 
all night instead of going to bed. I'd get up, I'd go to work, I'd zombie my way through work. Then I'd come home, I'd get on my video game and I'd play it until I had to go to sleep. So I wasn't being a good mom. I wasn't being a good wife. I was not being a good employee. And I should not have been surprised when one day in January, 2017, I was surprised with a firing. And so I went home and really ratcheted up my depression. And I became a really good wallower. And I just, I I call it my circling the drain time. I felt like that, that was all I was good for. I was, I was not providing financially. I wasn't being a good mom to my son. I wasn't being a good housewife or wife or anything. And, you know, now I wasn't making money. So I thought, what is the point of me? And I just settled into that depression and I just wallowed in it. And then I got an email about three months later, invited me to this three-day life-changing seminar. And I was like, oh, that sounds disgusting. No, thank you. Because I wanted to stay in my, you know, comfy, low vibration, right? Right. I get it. But a voice kept telling me, Kelly, you could probably use some life-changing. I think you should go. So I did eventually decide to go. And I showed up that day. For the first time in a week, I took a shower and put on something other than pajamas. Got in the car, drove to Salt Lake, an hour drive. And as I entered the hallway where the event was, the the energy of it almost knocked me over. And because my vibration was so low at the time, and that vibration was so high, I physically felt it. Like I almost literally got knocked backwards and, and I almost turned around because it was so much, but that little voice, that little voice is powerful. It said, you need to go in there and do it. So I went in and people were dancing and hugging and talking to everybody. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) I went and sat in a corner hoping nobody would even look at me. But, you know, at these kind of events, you cannot get away with that. And so it was three days of just ugh, deep connection with people, staring into people's eyes for three minutes, all of these activities that we did to, you know, make connections with ourselves and with other people. And the thing that I took away from that event, which, by the way, I loved so much by the end of it, (laughs) I'll turn around. The thing I take away from that is that I had been focusing all of my energy on how miserable I was, how terrible my life was, how bad I was doing life, how bad I was at adulting. And I just kept getting more and more and more of that because what you focus on grows. Mm. And I was focusing on how horrible I was as a person. And so I was attracting all of this horrible into my life. And at this event, when I made that connection, finally, I mean, I wish I had made that a lot earlier. They should teach that in school, by the way. Yeah, they should. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man. But when I realized it, it was like I had been given magical powers. Because all I had to do 
was change what I focused on and things around me would change. And I started experimenting with this and playing with this idea. And I was making lists of things that I liked about my life, which, you know, started really small. And I started making gratitude lists and I started finding ways to serve other people and everything in my life changed so drastically. It was crazy. And so I would go to these events and there was another person that did events like this and I would go to two every month. And by the end of eight months of going to these, I was a completely different person. And I realized I could never go back to being a graphic designer. And I thought, well, what do I really want to do? And I was scared to admit that what I really wanted to do was to be that person on stage, telling people my story and giving them these tools that they never thought of using or had never internalized or ever even heard of and completely changed their lives. And so that's what I did. I went to every speaker training. I spent thousands of my husband's dollars on <laughs> getting trained and certified in everything. And I just started speaking. I I ended up going to this contest that other people were doing. I was just in the audience. And there was a spot open for the next month's contest. And so I ended up signing up for that. That was my first big speaking experience. And it was amazing. And that was in December of 2017. So I got fired in January. And by 2017, I spoke for the first time. And then by 2019, I was speaking in London. I spoke in London three times. So cool. On manifesting clients to businesswomen. So my life was so different, like unrecognizable in such a good way. And it all happened Literally, the one thing I changed that set everything rolling was changing what I focused on. Yeah. And, you know, I totally get the story. Okay. Yours is very similar to mine, you know, because, you know, I've dealt with childhood trauma, I've dealt with marital trauma, you know, and a lot of relational trauma, colleague trauma, like workplace trauma, like you name it. I've seen it, dealt with it, done it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, from my viewpoint, it was just, I had I had bought into what everybody else was telling me that I was worthless. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I totally get this. And, you know, like two suicide attempts. Yeah. Right. Um, and severe depression. I never went on the medication and stuff, but like I was really, really depressed and yeah. very similar, like not being able to connect to my kids, not being able to connect to my husband and getting on you know, computer games and like just checking out, like it's so similar (laughs) to mine, like so similar. Yeah. But like you're saying, once we change that focus, like what's possible, you know? I mean, for me, I, I did go to like some different trainings, you know, I got into doTERRA and like, of course there's like all kinds of like spiritual growth stuff there. Right. And, um, but I remember like the day that I literally, <laughs> I came unglued at God. Like I, <laughs> I, I yelled at him. I swore at him. I cursed him to the skies. I did everything, you know, everybody tells you not to do when you're speaking to the Lord. I did it all. 
And when I realized, like, like after I, you know, collapsed onto the floor in a puddle of snot and tears, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm looking back thinking this really was funny. It was really serious then, you know. Right. But <clears throat> I remember him asking me if I was ready to do his will. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is like the kicker. Um, before that felt very controlling. Like I have to do everything God's way. Oh yeah. You know I what can, I mean? Control issues. Totally. Yeah. Because I'd been controlled my whole life and I didn't want to be yeah. controlled. Right. Right. But what I've realized is doing things God's way is really actually doing things my way. Mm. Right. Because yeah. the person I am now, and like you're saying, he got me to focus on things that were true. He got me to focus on truth and like my core truth, like who I truly, truly am, who he created me to be. And that took me having to stop getting distracted, <laughs> you know, by all of the negative and actually seeing the the colors, you know what I mean, in life. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, becoming a betrayal trauma coach was never something I talked about in kindergarten, right? Like, it was not the thing that I wrote down that I wanted to be, right? And I, I still remember the day when I realized I had healed. And the Lord's like, now go teach that. And I was like, me? <laughs> like, are you? Are you sure? Like, like you do know who you're talking to, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I totally get this. I totally get this. You know? So, yeah. you know, going from feeling so broken and, and so used and so, like, life is meaningless. Life is pointless. Like, what am I even here for, right? What is the point of me? Yeah, what is the point? Yeah. What is the point of me? Going from that to, you know, spending all your husband's money (laughs) to to realizing you're worth it, realizing like your potential and like actually truly stepping into that because now you have a very successful speaking business and coaching business, right? Right. And you, you, you really do create hope in other people. And so what were the things you had to focus on instead? So how do you feel about boundaries? It's a legitimate question. A lot of people come to me really struggling with this concept. They often feel guilty for setting boundaries or they're not sure about even what a boundary is. You know, they've heard the term, set the boundary, things like that, but that's really confusing for them because it's not something that's well taught in our society nowadays, right? They know that boundaries are really important to having healthy, constructive, supportive, and wonderful relationships, but why? And oftentimes they also know that they feel like their boundaries are being violated, but they can't quite pinpoint what the boundary is that's being violated. 
That's why I've created the Clarifying and Creating Your Boundaries free PDF. You can find out what your boundaries are, how to tune in to what the boundary needs to be, and how to effectively create and communicate your boundary. So that way you stay in this place that respects you, respects the other person, but also gives you the confidence in your boundaries. So that way you stop being gaslighted, disrespected, and unseen. So having your boundaries really clear gives you a voice and also helps the other person stay in accountability with themselves. So that's not a role that you have to take on anymore. So if you are ready to really have clear boundaries, to really understand what your role is in the boundary, and to give yourself some safety and some protection against people that might try to gaslight you or are just being disrespectful, go grab my Creating and Clarifying Your Boundary PDF at AaronAndersonTheTraumaCoach.com. And while you're there, let's schedule a call with me. Come have a chat with me so that way I can really, really help you master this particular skill, creating boundaries, clarifying the boundary, communicating that boundary. And so that way I can also help you have relationships that show up to support you, cherish you, and love you. I had to focus on what I wanted instead of what I didn't want. Because that my default mode back before was to focus on what I didn't want. And actually sitting down and deciding where do I want to be? What do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to be? How do I want to help others? Getting that clarity and that vision. That was that was not easy. <laughs> that was it seemed so crazy and out of reach. What I really, really wanted to do, like I really wanted to be like Tony Robbins, the female Tony Robbins, right? That's what I wanted to be. And that seemed so insane and out of reach. So I would step it down a little. Well, I'd step it down a lot, not a little bit. And I would say, Well, what could I do now? And then I would set small goals and one of the things I learned from, I had, of course, I hired so many coaches over the, over the last six years, I always have coaches. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things one of them taught me was keeping a success journal where you focus on what you did right today. That shifted my thinking so much because, you know, I always, I'm such a perfectionist if something I did isn't perfect, like it kills me. I get so mad at myself for it. So to shift into looking for things that I did right or things that I did that at least weren't terrible, because sometimes that's how I had to start out. Well, this wasn't a complete disaster, so I'll guess I'll put it on the list. But keeping that success journal was amazing for me. That was game changer because you find what you look for. Yeah. You that's truly do. Awesome. That that's like magical superpowers right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's so true. You know, as you're talking about that, like I think I, I love bringing scripture into, you know, my life and my teachings and stuff like that. And I love about like, you know, the parable of the widow's might. You know, when she 
when when or no no the, the like the ten pieces of silver and the one that goes missing, right? And she like searches the entire house. She's pulling up floorboards trying to find that little piece of silver, and right. she finally finds it, right? That value, uh-huh. and like you can think about that and being like, oh yeah, you know the lost sheep, the one that goes astray, and then like we celebrate when they come back, but we don't ever really take that into ourselves. Like what if we find the value? Yeah. Right. What if we're finding our own value? Like what if we're the one that comes back? (laughs) Right. Right. What if we're the one that gets it? What if we're the one who's, who everybody else is being like total single snards, you know, around you (laughs) and, you're the one that's like in in the eye of the storm like totally calm like what if and it takes like you're saying focusing on the possibility focusing on what you actually want yes and you know i think a lot of people get scared of that oh yeah you know like the idea that oh my gosh i can create six figures like (laughs) what (laughs) without a without like somebody actually telling me i have to go to their office and do it like i can actually create six figures and help other people do the same and like be happy and have relationships that support them like what (laughs) right (laughs) right and then the fear that if you do it what if you then lose it yeah i think that really stops people because you'll fall so much farther than if you only tried a little bit you'd only fall a little bit but if you go for those big goals of making a hundred thousand a year doing a job you love helping people change their lives what if you mess up it'll be so much worse than if you had never tried at all that is a huge fear yeah it really is it really is and then, like, what are you going to have to let go of? Yeah. Right? I can tell you, like, from my own personal experience, like, how terrifying it was to let go of control. Oh, yeah. Right? Because if I let go of control, then all of a sudden, like, my husband can do whatever he wants, and I don't want him to do whatever he wants. Like, that hurts, right? right. I don't like that. That that doesn't feel good. And And I want him to do what I want him to do. And... I had to let that go. That's so hard to do. And it's, yeah. And it's so crazy. You know, like one of the things that I tell people all the time is like, what if the thing you are terrified to sacrifice is actually the thing that brings you exactly what it is you want? Well, and I think it usually is. Mm -hmm. That's why you're scared to sacrifice it because you've got the adversary saying, oh, you've got to hang on to this. Or else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God's saying, please let it go so I can help you move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing, like, what he does, you know? So I I do want to also talk to another piece here, because this is something that I find really interesting. Because you said that you spent thousands of your husband's money, right? 
<laughs> and I know like, you know, when you when you're going from depression feeling like you're broken and like you're not worth it and all those things. Mm-hmm. You want to be a good spouse, you want to be a good partner, you want to be all these things. Mm-hmm. And like this is something that I know a lot of women struggle with, like actually spending money on themselves to get the result that they want. So yeah. what did you like what did you have to think in order to give yourself that ability to move forward with? It was a a shift into believing if I invested in myself, the rewards would be exponential. I would be 10 times better, 100 times better, more effective. And I believed that they would work. I believed that the programs I would wanted to buy and the coaches I wanted to hire would give me the results I wanted. Like I felt it deep in my core. But the money was terrifying because I'd been fired. I was not making money anymore. We were, I I made almost as much as him. And so basically our income got cut in half. Mm. And now here I'm wanting to buy thousands of dollars worth of coaching. And I was actually surprised how open he was to it. He really wanted me to be happy. He really wanted me to follow this path and see where it went. Because obviously my other path wasn't working. So he was actually really supportive. I didn't have to talk him in very hard to doing things, to spending money. Um, A a few times I had to convince him why I thought it would work. But most of the time he was like, you know what? If you feel it in your heart that it's the right decision and God's telling you to do it, we'll make it work. I don't know how, but we'll make it work. So the... The fear of not becoming the person I wanted to be became more scary to me than figuring out how to pay it off. Mm, I love that. <laughs> and, you know, it's so that's like that's like an anchoring concept right there. Absolutely. Like, is the is it worth spending that kind of money on? Or is it worth staying in the same place you're at for another month, 10 months, year, 10 years, right? Because it's like you were saying, you had done this for 12 years. 12 years. And at some point, like, when are we just done? Right. Right? Yeah. And like, like, I totally understand what you're saying, too. Like, I think, like, definitely for me, you know, the Lord was my coach for the longest time, right? He really helped me for, like, a year and a half get into, like, a place where, you know, I realized that what he taught worked. Really worked. Like, better than therapy, better than anything else that I had tried. It worked. And, but as I step into coaching and wanting to increase my success and re- increase my results and stuff, I've spent thousands of dollars on coaching as well. Yeah. Right. And it's really interesting what happens. And this is kind of what you're saying is like the best thing you can invest in. If you want to see crazy returns on your investment is yourself. Absolutely. And that's, scary to people. I know that. I mean, because I sell a pretty high ticket item. Yeah, I do too. They're they're scared. It's not going to work for them. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I've seen it work for other people, but I'm special in a bad way. 
I'm special, but in a bad way. It's not going to work on me because there's something fundamentally wrong with me. So that that's a big thing I had to work on myself, being special in a bad way. And so now I recognize it in other people. And, I, and I'm so fascinated by that, feeling special in a bad way. But if you can overcome that, everything else gets a lot easier. And the money, it's easier to spend the money if you can believe that you're going to benefit and become a better person from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't be special in a bad way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't identify with that. That's not healthy. (laughs) Right. Well, and you know, the cool thing about this is, is like, you know, we really do live in the age of information, you know, like, like we do have colleges, we've got YouTube, like there's lots of different places where you can go learn stuff. But at the same time, you know, I've been through college, I've been through therapy, but I have never seen the results that I have wanted like I have through coaching. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because like, these are not people that have learned something from a textbook. And I'm not saying like, I've got fantastic therapist friends that, that right. really do get it. Right. But <clears throat> these are people that have gotten the result that you're wanting and can show you the exact same path that they took. So you can have right. the same thing exactly. like in an expedited way. And like, what a, what a wonderful thing to have. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is. It really is. Okay. So if we could pick one thing to focus on, the one thing to change, you know, to help someone like really seriously, like themselves out of the mud. (laughs) Right. Right. What is that branch? Like, what would you say it would be? Um, I I know this sounds so cliche, but it's cliche because it's true, is gratitude. Mm. Look at what you have in your life already. Focus on the good that you've already got. Because what you focus on grows. If you focus on Mm. gratitude, you grow more things to be grateful for in your life. And I feel like that's an easy thing for someone in the pit that... Like it's a really it's super effective, but also simple practice, like three things a day, keep a new, get a new journal, open it up and make yourself come up with three things you're grateful for. I started with seven and I'll tell you what, it was hard for me to come up with seven things at first, but it grew. My capacity to find gratitude grew over time. but. Seriously, anyone I see that is just in the pit, that is always my go-to advice because it is the most powerful thing you can do in the shortest amount of time per day and the shortest amount of effort. It's the most bang for the buck I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of the things, like it's free. That's one of the free things you can start doing right now to start coaching yourself out of this, right? Like, um. I got. I gotta say, like, I love what I love this idea of gratitude because it does it anchors you into life. Yeah, and not just not just crappy life, but a really really good life. That's a major anchor. Yeah, and I look at it kind of like this, like, you know, I dealt with childhood trauma, 
Mm. I dealt with marital trauma, all these traumas. And, I, you know, I, I've talked about it in this podcast. I just talked about it at the beginning of, of this particular podcast, right? Yeah. And here's the thing that's really interesting. Um, when I started implementing this gratitude practice, I kind of realized that everything I had gone through was necessary for me yes. to step into my mission and purpose. Right? right? Like, can you imagine? Yeah, like, mind blown, right? Like, here's here is God. He's handing me a soggy box that I'm sure he pulled out of the sewer, right? <clears throat> and he's asking me to trust him and open it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like... <laughs> It, what is that dripping from it, right? Yes. But as, as I sit there and I open it up and I pull out this $80 billion diamond, <laughs> I'm like, that was worth it, right? Yes. <laughs> it is. And that's kind of what gratitude does for us. It helps us realize that maybe we're actually living our mission and purpose. Because had you not gone through what you went through, you would have no ability to teach the way you teach. No, not at all. And same thing with me. Like, if I hadn't understood betrayal trauma and how to heal it, I would be very silly trying to talk about betrayal trauma. Right? <laughs> right. It would be incredibly silly. But right. yet yet our our struggles give us a perspective, a very mm -hmm. unique perspective that is Absolutely. needed right now. Yeah. It's so true. You know, like, what if we can actually be grateful, not just for the things that are going good. Yeah. But the crap. Yes. Because the crap is for your ultimate good. It is. It's part of your journey and your development. And without it, you could never become the amazing person you are helping other people. Mm -hmm. so, because yeah. you get it you understand very well yes what this feels like right exactly yeah oh powerful stuff powerful <laughs> powerful stuff okay so tell us what you're doing at rejuvenate you kelly i am going to be talking a little bit about manifesting and about sharing your message because i manifested becoming an international speaker so manifesting and speaking have always kind of been intertwined with me. Mm. So I, I'm excited to help people pull that message out of themselves, look at it, get it pretty, get it formatted, get it ready to share with the world, and then turn it into a monetizable business. So that's I'm going to be talking about that, developing your message finding a way to share it, especially if you own a business or if you're a coach. If you're a coach or a business owner, you are automatically a speaker. Mm -hmm. Like you can't not speak. Yes. <laughs> you got to right. tell people what you do. You've got to tell right. people about your business. You are absolutely a speaker the minute you start a business. So that's what yeah. I'm going to be focusing on. Awesome. Awesome. And one last question, especially in the manifestation area. I know that there's a lot of women out there that are trying to manifest 
more money? What is one thing they can do? Oh, man. Here's what I have found with especially beginning manifesting. If you want to manifest money, you have to have a very specific use for the money decided upon. So figure out something that you want to spend money on. Get super detailed about what that thing is, why it's going to benefit your life, how you're going to feel when you get that thing. You leave the money completely out of it. You focus on getting that thing. For me, it's always travel. If I want to manifest a trip, the money shows up like that. So pick something you're super excited about in your life that takes money to buy. Just figure out the amount. That's the only money part you need. The rest of it, you just get super excited about that thing. I have a manifesting formula. You follow the formula every day on that thing you want and the money will show up. That's, that is the easiest way to manifest money. And it works. I can tell you that like, yes, I, I, when, whenever I focus on like actually getting to coach clients and see them have like these massive breakthroughs, it shows up thinking about going to Australia to see my coach Kushla, right? Yeah. It's starting to show up and like, like building onto my home and like doing all these things and like creating charities and like, like actually focus mm-hmm. on these things. This is when money actually starts to show up. Yeah. And again, another way to change your focus. Absolutely. So awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Did you go, did you have a freebie that you're offering as well? I have several freebies. I have a speaking freebie and a manifesting freebie. Okay. (laughs) Where do people find you so they can get either or both? (laughs) You know what? My, the easiest way to find me is on Facebook at and it's just Kelly K. Walker. K is spelled K-A-Y-E. Mm-hmm. So that might be tricky. <laughs> so make sure you spell K right. And then just send me a message and I'll I'll send you both freebies. Oh, I have I did have a whole cool website set up and it got hacked. And I have not rebuilt it yet. <gasps> Otherwise, I would just send them there. I know it's very sad. That is really <laughs> I asked myself, why did I manifest that? And then I realized it's because I wanted to make a better website. So Ah. I'm doing it the hard way. Apparently, even experts at manifesting still manifest the hard way sometimes. I get that. (laughs) I I, I can. I can. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. So just, yeah. Or email me, Kelly at KellyKWalker.com and say, give me your freebie. (laughs) Hey, love it. Man, I'm going to have to watch myself. I just barely put my website together and I'm like, no, I do not want to get hacked. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, don't manifest that. No, I'm not manifesting that. That's the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, my loves, go check out Kelly. Come see us at Rejuvenate You. I do have free tickets. Yay. For anyone that's wanting to come and join the Unashamed Image program, now I have been chatting about that that's at the very beginning of the um of the podcast and the intro so if you guys are interested in kicking you know any shame and guilt to the Mm. curb if you really want to live with confidence kicking that gaslighting off to the curb building better boundaries 
living a life that you love, full of manifesting, focusing on the things you love, all the things that Kelly and I are talking about, come also shoot me a message. I've got free tickets for Rejuvenate You if you guys are interested in coming. And then they get to see us both speak on stage. I know, right? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I'm actually a breakout speaker, but that's okay. That's awesome. (laughs) It is, it is. I would have been I was close to being on stage, but I somebody else got the last spot just barely before me. So Oh shoot. It's okay. Everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Yep, it does. I agree. I agree. All right, my loves. Come see us. And until next week, from my heart to your heart, I'll see you on the other side, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. So I've got a question for you. Have you joined my free Facebook group or Instagram page yet? If you haven't, go and do that. And this is the reason why. I always post my freebies, updated information, and all kinds of goodies for my community in that page. I'm also really active. I post videos. I answer questions. So if you guys really, really want to get in and interact with me, go like me on Facebook. Go join my group, The Other Side of the Struggle, Healing from Betrayal Trauma. Come find me on Instagram, Erin Anderson, Betrayal Trauma Coach. And come follow me because I always have something good there just for you, my audience. And I love connecting with you there. I also post any time that I have groups going on. I talk sometimes about my programs. So if you guys are interested in working with me or even just following me and getting as much free content as you possibly can, go hang out in my group. Go connect with the ladies that are there. Um, Also come and join Immune and Unashamed uh, for those married couples that are following me because in that group, me and my business partner, Kaisen Kid, are also talking and offering some great content. Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening in on this podcasting episode. Don't forget to tune in next week. It's going to be awesome.